Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here. At a time when we are all pulling together to fight coronavirus, COVID-19, I have something for you. An all-free e-chapter on coronavirus crimes and how to fight them. Don't be a coronavirus crime victim from door-to-door sales of fake cures and tests, vaccines. That's not real. To robocalls that are trying to scam you, to fake ads, to phishing you online, to fake cures that are being sold on the internet and on infomercials right now. You've got to arm yourself against these crimes. Please download our free e-chapter, Coronavirus Crimes. Don't be a victim. Go to crimeonline.com. You'll see it there. Hit the link and download it for free. Arm yourself against criminals and scam artists, cons, that will not only take advantage of you, but take advantage of you, your parents, your grandparents, and people you love at a time when we are all fighting the virus. I hope you go to CrimeOnline.com and download this. It's been highly researched and presented for you for free. Goodbye, friend. Keep the faith. When most people think of their mom, they think of all the love and care their mom gave them while they were growing up. We think about Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, Christmas, special things we can do with our moms, all those wonderful homemade meals, all the love. You don't usually put mother and daughter in the same sentence as selling body parts. That's right. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. How do the words mother-daughter duo 
fit in the same sentence with selling body parts. Let that soak in just for a moment. Why would the words mother-daughter duo end up in the same sentence as selling body parts? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for joining us here on Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. A mother-daughter duo connected to selling body parts? How does that work? We'll take a listen to our friends at KMGH Denver 7, Jennifer Kovaleski. State regulators tell me they're investigating 11 complaints against the funeral home. In this Reuters special report, found the FBI is investigating a side business owner Megan Hess is running out of the same building, selling human body parts. We called Hess. Hi, Megan. My name is Jennifer Kowaleski, and I'm a reporter with Channel 7. And when I asked her about selling human body parts, all she would say is, we don't sell. We recover. There's a difference. There's no selling before hanging up. Ex-employee Carrie Escher also told Reuters about gold teeth taken from corpses. She says the family sold to pay for a Disney vacation. Now, to be clear, in Colorado, in most states, it's perfectly legal for funeral homes to sell items taken from cadavers, including gold teeth. Okay, I, I didn't know that, and I've been prosecuting felonies for I don't even know how long anymore. It's okay to recover? With me, an all-star panel to break it down and put it back together again. With the overarching question, when you send your loved one's family a body to a funeral home, what happens? And how did a mother and daughter duo get into a side business aside from their family-owned funeral home? What happened? I mean, I just went through the death of my dad, and we went to uh, a local funeral home in Macon, and they were wonderful, and I never thought this type of thing would happen at a reputable funeral home. I, the, the thought that that would happen to your loved one's body? Wendy Wiener is joining us, attorney specializing in funeral home law. This is her expertise. She knows it like the back of her hand. Also with me, 36-year Seattle PD and Homicide Division, author of Seattle's Forgotten Serial Killer, Gary Jean Grant, Cloyd Steiger, forensics expert and host of Shattered Souls podcast. Joining me out of California, Karen Smith, the deputy medical examiner for the Travis County ME's office. That's in Austin, Texas. Dr. Kendall Crowns, renowned New York psychologist, Karen Stark at karenstark.com, but straight out to crimeonline.com investigative reporter, Nicole Parton, who I would like to point out is a licensed funeral director. Nicole Parton, before we get on with what it entails being uh, a funeral home director, what happened? What happened with Mesa? Uh, Sunset Funeral Home out in Colorado. Nancy, a horrific story. I can't imagine what these families are feeling knowing that their loved ones' bodies were cut in pieces and then sold. And the kicker is the family. Okay, wait a minute. I didn't even. I didn't even know that part. I knew, but I, I guess you have to cut the body in pieces to harvest. That's certainly putting perfume on the pig. The body parts. Okay. 
mother-daughter duo in Colorado illegally sells body parts or entire bodies through a funeral home without consent of the families? Is that it in a nutshell? That's it. That's correct. Some, sometimes they were selling the entire body, the whole corpse, but in many cases they were dissecting the body cutting up the body and selling individual parts. Okay, to what can you tell me about the mother-daughter duo? Was this their funeral home? What, what do we know about them? Yeah, it was actually their funeral home. Megan Hess, 43 years old, family-owned and operated business, um, worked closely with her parents there, and somehow this mother-daughter operation started the side job of selling these bodies. Now, you have to understand, they're in a small um, community there, well-loved, well-known, a local funeral home, um, and no one knew what was going on behind the scenes until all of this began to come out. I've got to go to uh, Karen Stark, New York psychologist. Karen, at a time when you're dealing with a, a horrible blow, like my, my dad, we, we did everything together. We exercised together. He taught me how to dance how to drive. He was quite the dancer, by the way, Karen Stark. He was the life of the party. He was. You met my dad many, many times. And the thought that this could happen to his body at the funeral home. I mean, the person, the vic the families are already dealing with so much with the loss. And then to imagine this is happening in the back rooms. What does that do to a person? And why are you so vulnerable at the time your loved one has passed away? Well, I mean, people are trying to cope with loss and not having, as you know, Nancy, not having that person in your life. And it's very important to be able to go through some kind of ritual after people died so that you hold them near. For so many people, they want to see the body or they want the remains. It's a symbol of this person lived and I love them, I cared about them, and they go on in my memory. And when they are faced with something like this, it's devastating, just devastating to imagine that they thought they were with their loved ones, even though the people had died, and then to discover that someone has done something, taken the bodies, they've been duped at a time when they are most vulnerable, it's horrific. You know, I'm just trying to figure out how this whole thing came to light. Straight back to Nicole Parton, uh, investigative reporter on this special case, a mother and daughter duo allegedly selling body parts secretly of clients that came to their funeral home, their well-established family-owned funeral home in Colorado. To Nicole Parton, how did authorities find out this was happening? I mean, certainly the victims weren't speaking. No, they weren't. But the family members were beginning to be suspicious when they were given the created remains of their loved ones or what they thought were the cremated remains of their loved ones. Uh, opening... I don't like the way you just said that, Nicole Parton, or oh, what they thought. It's exactly. just like when you hear in the movie, duh, 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 duh. you know something bad's going to happen. What do you mean by what they thought were the cremated remains? Well, we have stories of family members opening the urn, opening the container, looking into the ashes, and beginning to question what they were given as cremated remains. Beginning to question, is this really the ashes of my loved one? 
So they reported this. Why would you question that? I mean, what are ashes supposed to look like? Well, it, they can vary, of course. But I think some of them were able to look in and, and see obvious signs. Some uh, One family complained. They looked in the urn, and they saw sand in the urn. And they knew, surely, the cremated remains of my loved one, the ashes, wouldn't look like sand. They began to um, complain to the local authorities. Detectives ran some analysis of those ashes, and sure enough, it came back to be all kinds of things other than cremated remains. Okay, when you think of that special mother-daughter relationship, like the one I have with my mom who now lives with me, or the one I, I hope to have for life with my daughter Lucy, you don't really think about selling body parts as part of the equation. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. We are taking a look at a mother-daughter duo out of Colorado, um, allegedly selling body parts secretly, sometimes whole bodies. Take a listen to our friends at KMGH Denver 7, Jennifer Kovaleski. Colorado doesn't regulate body part brokers, and we're the only state that doesn't license funeral directors, which means no background checks. What this funeral home is accused of doing is eye-opening, and illegal or not raises serious ethical questions. He entrusted me to take care of his final wishes. Grieving while also trying to plan a funeral is a trying task for any family. Something just didn't, wasn't right from the beginning. But what Ron Mabry says he experienced at Sunset Mesa Funeral Home in Montrose only added to the pain. I thought we were just doing uh, uh, like an organ donation type thing, uh, but apparently that's not the case. In his final days, Mabry says his friend Rex Dunlap made a dying request to have his glass eye placed with his ashes. I spent weeks trying to recover his eye. Uh, they couldn't track down the researcher who supposedly bought his head. Mabry says he never got the eye 
and couldn't complete his friend's final wish. Okay, the word just jumped out at me. Joining me is a specialist, and yes, there are legal specialists in this area. That's what they do day in, day out. Just like when I went to law school, I knew I wanted to be a felony prosecutor. Put the bad guys in jail. And you develop an expertise. You take constitutional law, criminal law, criminal procedure, RICO, organized crime, every class possible and what you want your expertise to be. Wendy Wiener is joining us, attorney specializing in funeral home law. And I know you're not specifically talking about the Sunset Mesa case, but here's my general question, Wendy. And you are a renowned expert in this field. How can a state like Colorado not be licensed like other states? I thought it was uniform across the country. Oh, Nancy, uh, first, thanks for having me. Uh, the regulation of the death care industry is on a state-by-state -state basis, just like the regulation of the insurance industry. In fact, a lot of the laws and rules that govern the death care industry grew out of uh, the various insurance codes uh, of the various states. So it is on a state-by-state -state basis. Uh, Colorado's um, regulatory scheme is unusual. Um, uh, and uh, the market there does, for the most part, uh, govern its if you will, um, in as much as uh, funeral homes that don't do a good job for their customers uh, eventually uh, are out of business. Colorado does regulate some aspects of the death care industry, but this particular um, aspect was not one of them. They govern themselves. I mean, you could say that about pirates or dope dealers. Who's left to govern themselves? I mean, I know theoretically in America, we govern ourselves, we elect our leaders, but we are subject to rules and regulations. Uh, I'm having a hard time getting my mind around what you just said. Wendy Weiner is joining me, who is a renowned expert in funeral home legislation, law and regulation. When you say that there are regulations in place, what type of regulations are put on funeral homes? Because I can tell you something. It would be a war between the gods if anybody touched so much as a lot of hair on my father's head at the funeral home. Oh, no, that is not going to happen on my watch. So what kind of regulations are in place? Well, generally speaking, and I think important to this case, uh, the laws of most states require specific authorizations for funeral homes to take specific actions with regard to a decedent's remains. So for instance, in Florida, where I live and where I primarily practice, the laws specifically require authorization given by the person legally authorized to do so by law for uh, things such as uh, embalming, preparation, uh, removal of the remains, uh, and uh, in a case such as this, uh, there are authorizations that are required when uh, a family may want to um, participate in one of the uh, body uh, donation programs that are widely available in the United States right now. You mean like organ donors? Now, I thought that happened at the hospital, though, not at the funeral home. You're exactly right. This is not an organ donation situation per se. Um, at the funeral establishment or associated with the funeral establishment, there are often programs in place 
for uh, the harvesting of certain uh, body parts, um, uh, eyes, skin, um, uh, lots of things um, that can be um, beneficial for both uh, scientific study. Okay, I've got a question right there. Uh, Nancy Weiner with us, specialist in funeral home law. Right there, Dr. Kendall Crowns. And remind me to circle back, Nancy. I want to find out the difference between a funeral home and a mortuary. Is there one? Dr. Kendall Crowns, I thought when you did organ donation, you had to do that while... Don't you have to do that when the person is still alive? So some organ donation, you do have to do it while the individual is still alive or the tissue is viable anymore and you can't transplant it. But there is... Uh, parts of donation that can be done after the body is dead, but it has to be done with a certain time period. And that is a uh, bone and uh, some soft tissues, including heart valves that they'll recover after the, after the person is deceased, as well as corneas from the eyes. Wendy Weiner with me, lawyer specializing in funeral home law. So Wendy, what's the difference in a funeral home and a mortuary? Uh, there's really not one. It's uh, nomenclature long-held question in my mind. Okay, let's get back to this mother-daughter duo. Uh, you know, to Cloyd Steiger, 36 years Seattle PD, 22 years homicide, now author. Cloyd Steiger, have you ever dealt with people trafficking in body parts or bodies? You know, I really never have because um, my, my body experience is, is limited to murder victims who, you know, go under autopsies and then so, you know, I've never, I've, yeah. I've never heard anything really like this. It's kind of shocking that this. I've around. had dismembered bodies. Yeah, I've sure. had um, bodies that were, mm, let me just say, in a not euphemistically tampered with post-mortem. Dr. Kendall Crowns, Deputy Medical Examiner, Travis County, Texas. Have you ever dealt with the sale of body parts? So, yeah, yes, I have the... And when I used to work in Chicago, they would occasionally have packages that were being trafficked through uh, O'Hare Airport that would be seized, and then they would be full of, like, human skulls, and they'd bring them into the office for us to identify them as human remains and what they were being. What would people be doing with human skulls? So they, from what I understood when I asked about your very same question is, they were being sold to dental schools so they could work on the teeth. Okay, you know, I, that's one aspect of criminal law I hadn't thought about yet, but I guess uh, there's always something to be explored. To Nicole Parton, uh, joining us, Crime Online investigative reporter in this specific case. She is a licensed funeral director. From what I understand, Nicole Parton, this doesn't sound like um, your traditional organ donor situation. What what allegedly was happening with this mother-daughter duo? And Karen Stark, I'm going to circle back to you about the mother-daughter dynamic and selling, illegally selling body parts together. But Nicole Parton, what exactly were they doing? This was not on the up and up. Absolutely not. Um, this was not organ donation. This was, this was not in consent of the family members. So family members were not signing consent forms saying that they authorized the funeral home to donate parts of, of their loved one, um, but rather the family was going in, purchasing, in most cases, cremation services for their loved one, and rather than this mother-daughter performing as they should have been, the cremation, they were selling the body parts. Um, in some cases, $1,000 for upper legs, $500 for heads, $250 for knees. 
So they were never embalming or never um, cremating the loved one. They were giving the family back an urn full of something other than their loved one's ashes and selling their body. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The Nick's anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Nick's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to Nick's leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. A Colorado funeral home is causing more suffering for grieving families. There's very unsettling questions for any, uh, you know, survivor that's grieving the, the loss of a loved one. Terry Thorsby's parents died within six months of each other. Her lawyer, Chris Cowan, says she arranged for them to be cremated by Sunset Mesa Funeral Home and Crematorium in Montrose, about 100 miles north of Durango. They were expecting to get, of course, the remains back. According to a lawsuit filed last week, Thorsby learned from the FBI that her mother wasn't resting in peace. Her mother's pelvis, both arms from the shoulder down, uh, her mother's right knee and to her foot, and, and the mother's left knee had been uh, uh, harvested before the cremation and sold to a, uh, um, a research facility or some sort of medical facility and uh, that her head had been severed. Okay, Wendy Weiner joining me, attorney specializing in funeral home law. What type of research institute would be part of sales like this? Now, I, I know you are not going to talk about Sunset Mesa. I understand that. But what about research and development institutes? Aren't they under a duty to figure out where they're getting body parts? I mean... I'm going to go to the grocery store and I'm going to buy X, Y, and Z. I know where it's coming from. I'm not going to go out on the street and try to find those items falling off the back of a truck. I have a duty to provide to my children wholesome, sanitized food that's good for them. I mean, my analogy is don't research institutes have a duty to figure out where body parts are coming from? Well, I think your question really gets to the heart of this matter, and that is what authorization has been given by the family for the use of the decedent's remains? 
um, I would suspect that in a case such as this, where the families were not aware and where it appears that some type of fraud was being perpetrated against the families involved, uh, likewise, there could have been a, a type of fraud being perpetrated against uh, the uh, end recipient of the um, of the parts of the uh, decedent's remains. And so it's entirely possible that uh, the um, the medical institutes or the research facilities that ultimately received uh, these portions of human remains were not aware that families failed to receive or failed to give the appropriate authorization. I want to circle back to you, Nicole Parton, uh, joining us, licensed funeral director, investigating this case for us at CrimeOnline.com. I also understand that these two, mother and daughter, Hess and Koch, allegedly sent bodies and body parts that had actually tested positive for infectious diseases or people who died from illnesses such as HIV, hepatitis B, hepatitis C, although they certified to the, I'll just go with research institutes or whoever's buying the body parts illegally, certifying to them that the bodies and body parts did not have any such illnesses. So what became of those body parts? And could they have infected others is another big question. What do we know about that, Nicole Parton, if anything? We, we know some about that. Um, but, yeah, in fact, they were sending out these, these bodies or body parts. And, again, without full disclosure, without the truth concerning the diseases or the infections that were inside the body. So could they have potentially been of harm? Absolutely. And again, this goes back to because they didn't disclose, they weren't honest, not only with the families, but with those receiving the body. We know the mother-daughter duo ignored, according to law enforcement, wishes of mourning relatives on at least 12 occasions by shipping bodies or body parts to a third party. Now, you heard this one woman talking about her mother's head being severed. Another facet of this is the mother-daughter dynamic. Koch and Hess, mother and daughter, each fueling the other's desire to illegally sell body parts. You know, I was just thinking about this, Karen Stark, as I was taking a sip of this. You know, I'm a tea drinker, but my daughter insisted. She makes a special concoction. She whips cold water with instant coffee, adds stevia and milk and ice I, I i don't know what she does but she makes a drink for me and what i see usually at night right before i fall asleep is i see john david and lucy's face asleep on the pillow how does a mother-daughter relationship get so twisted that together they're like two witches around the fire gnashing their teeth and switching their tails, selling illegal body parts against the wishes of family. How does that dynamic get so twisted, Karen? Well, you just discussed it, Nancy, when you talked about the bond between you and Lucy. So the two of you are so tight that she loves to be able to make this concoction for you. And mothers and daughters many times have that kind of really unusual strong bond. So if the mother is somebody who is not a good person, who's criminal mentality, 
there's a good chance that the daughter will go along with it because you look up to your mother. Mothers, we see them as wise and they know it all, they help us. And I, it doesn't surprise me at all that that strong bond could be converted into something that would be evil. Here's the reality. You know, Cloyd Steiger, 36 years, Seattle PD, and now author. We know of 12 firm allegations made by law enforcement. There's no telling how many other times this happened, how long they had been doing this before they were finally caught. You've got one guy looking for a glass eye. You've got somebody else. They're missing their gold teeth. The body is a severed head, a kneecap, and nobody knows exactly what happened. This may have been going on for years before it finally made its way to law enforcement, Cloyd. Yeah, you know, that's my experience, Nancy, that, that we're just looking at the tip of the iceberg. And these are the ones that got caught on. There were probably hundreds, if not thousands of other cases where people were unsuspecting and never challenged it, where they got away with it. And it's just pathetic. And, you know, another issue uh, is to you, Nicole Parton, a licensed funeral director. <laughs> How many times do people actually look in and earn? I know you recall my cat, Coco, the stray that I took in, solid black. I loved him so much, had him 18 years, and I was not even a cat person. So he was cremated, and he is in a, a wooden urn. I've never really looked or sifted through the ashes. So what would you expect to find in an urn? What would ashes look like, Nicole? Um, that can vary, and the amount of ashes um, can vary. And you're right, most family members don't even look inside, um, which echoes what you were saying earlier. This has probably been going on for so long, um, and it's happened to many other families. But when families do look inside, um, you can expect to see different colors, um, sometimes um, small particles of bone. You can expect sometimes if, if their loved one um, had maybe received pins or screws from a broken, broken bone. You can see those in the bottom of the urn. You can see those mixed in with the ashes. Um, but certainly it would not look like sand, as some of these witnesses are saying. Um, it, it's a darker color. Um, and you could definitely tell an ash as opposed to some of these um, things that they were placing inside the urn. I guarantee you that a lot of these people never even looked inside to see what was in the urn. We are talking about a mother-daughter duo, Koch and Hess, that allegedly took part in a wide-ranging scam to sell body parts out of their Sunset Mesa funeral home in Colorado. But they're not the only ones. Take a listen to CBS4 Miami reporter Joan Murray. When I saw her face, it looked like someone had threw acid on her or she was pushed into a fire and just left to burn. Those were the gruesome last images Ebony Morgan says she has of her 11-year-old daughter. She claims had a botched burial. She was a sweet girl. She used to always, on the way home in the car, she talked to her dad, to her dad about how his, you know, her day was, help him take his work shoes off. Like, we don't have that anymore. And... <laughs> 
my kids they just stand in their sister's doorway like they don't even go on that side of the house anymore ebony morgan's daughter reasia washington died on vacation in georgia from an asthma attack her parents said they paid sean johnson funeral home of riviera beach to preserve the body drive her back to florida and arrange a proper service instead they said the body was never embalmed or refrigerated their explanation was we were trying to save the family money therefore we brought the body back without having it bombed um, in Georgia, to which the family had no knowledge of. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The Nick's anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Nick's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to Nick's leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. In the last weeks, a family has sued a Riviera Beach funeral home claiming this little girl's body was left to decompose. Take a listen to a press conference where mom Ebony is speaking about this lawsuit. When we took pictures of my daughter, she asked us not to. Um, I didn't understand why. Um, I was scared. I, I was scared when I was standing there with Sean. Um, I didn't know after seeing my daughter looking like that. No skin on her body. Her face is, it, 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 I, it, I, I mean, I just can't. Her head was the size of a basketball. Like she, my baby was, she was just so big and stinking. She was, it was, it was horrible. I can see it on Sean's face. She was scared presenting my daughter to me like that. She was scared. And I was scared because she was scared. I didn't know at that point what she was capable of. I was just ready to go and call the police and get someone here to see what I had just saw because that was just unreal. Joining me, Nicole Parton, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Nicole Parton, what happened there in Riviera Beach, Florida? And this has just occurred. Very sad situation, Nancy. I can't um, imagine the family's horrific pain when they viewed their daughter in this condition. Um, so apparently the, the girl passed away in Georgia 
and then the Florida Funeral Home transported her body back to Florida. Um, not an uncommon thing, but in this case, uncommon in the fact that they didn't have her embalmed before the transportation. And then according to the allegations, once they arrived in Florida, um, still no preservation of the body took place, still not embalmed, still not placed in a refrigerated climate controlled facility. And of course, unfortunately, the obvious took place their little girl began to decompose. Here is more of the mom in her heartbreak talking about her 11-year-old little girl at a press conference. This is Ebony Morgan. When I saw her face, it looked like someone had threw acid on her or she was pushed into a fire and just left to burn. Um, her face was unrecognizable. I didn't think that was my child. Um, Sean tried to cover her um, as we continued to try to pull the sheets off of her. She just continued to pull them back over and my daughter's hand was out and I, I touched her hand and I asked Sean, I said, Sean, is this, is this my daughter's hand or did something happen to it? Like did her hand fall off and you had to put a fake hand here because this hand, it looks see-through, like this hand is see-through. It looks like a, a mannequin hand that you see in the nail salon. She goes, no, um, I told you, Riasia, she had a skin slip. She had a skin slip, Ebony, I told you that. I say, no, you didn't. I, it's just almost too much for me to take in. First, she loses her daughter at 11 years old with an asthma attack. Then her body is bungled like this. I mean, according to the mother, the little girl Raisa's body was not properly embalmed or refrigerated. For nearly two weeks, the body was at the funeral home. Uh, Nicole Parton, CrimeOnline.com, uh, reporter investigating this case. What do we think exactly happened? Well, the allegations state um, the obvious, unfortunately, <clears throat> that the body was transported without embalming. Um, the funeral home has yet to really give an explanation. Um, they have said something like they were trying to save the family money. Uh, my question to them would be, they could have placed her in refrigeration. She could have been preserved. There are measures that could have, could have taken place. Um, and I will be very curious to see the outcome of well, this Well, I'm one. curious, too. I'm curious as to why there's not a criminal investigation going on. Nicole Parton, is there? You know, at this point, there is not. Um, they are investigating. But police confirm that they've responded, that they're trying to investigate, see what's going on. Um, but at this point, no criminal charges have been made. Wow. A family now suing a Riviera Beach funeral home claiming the little girl's body was left to decompose. To Dr. Kendall Crowns joining me, Deputy Medical Examiner, Travis County, Texas, in Austin. This is only compounded by a parent the grief of a parent losing a child at a young age, just 11 years old, a beautiful little girl. And now this, did you hear the way the mother described what the body looked like when she was, managed to get to see the body? What did the, that description tell you as to what happened, Dr. Crowns? So all the descriptions that I'm hearing is it's moderate decomposition. It's so the body has been unrefrigerated or not put in a cold environment for a period of time and the body is beginning to break down. The swelling that they're talking about of her head and her body is from bacteria creating gas and that causes the body to bloat and swell up. 
and then uh, the mother referred to skin slippage. Uh, the, there's the epidermal and dermal layer of skin, so the top part and the bottom part of the skin, and they're attached by bonds. And when these bonds begin to break down, the skin actually, epidermis or the surface of the skin slips off and kind of like a thin layer of uh, tissue, and it almost looks like a glove. Oh, man. You know, it's hard enough dealing with grief, much less the loss of your child, and then this but in this funeral home world, we're just telling you the tip of the iceberg. Take a listen to a former Uniontown funeral director who ultimately was sent to prison for fraud. This is Pittsburgh KDKA2 news reporter Ross Giadotti. Kazmarski pleaded guilty to swindling almost a half a million dollars from many people over the age of 60. Today, of course, the sentence was read out, and many of the folks that he allegedly took advantage of are not happy about it. After Stephen E. Kazmorski was sentenced to up to eight years behind bars, his victims' reactions to that sentencing ranged from shock to outrage. A slap in the face. Why do you say that? Because the man's a thief. He stole our money. Probably should have been maybe more. The 52-year-old disgraced Uniontown funeral director pleaded guilty to bilking more than half a million dollars in prepaid funeral arrangements from roughly 140 individuals. When he took the stand today, speaking to the victims, he said that he wasn't a bad man, just a bad businessman. Well, that is certainly putting perfume on the pig. What, is, what are prepaid funeral plans in a nutshell wendy wiener what are those uh prepaid funeral plans uh, sometimes referred to as pre-need contracts are contracts made with a funeral home by a individual by an individual or by a family uh, wherein the family comes in and makes all of the arrangements ahead of time uh, it's actually a wonderful thing to do uh, takes the burden off of the family um, at the time that the decedent uh, passes um, but the arrangements are made and the funeral is paid for in advance. Uh, all of the states require that the funds related to those contracts be addressed in one of just a handful of ways. Either those funds have to be put into a trust account and maintained there until the decedent has passed, or uh, the funds must be uh, pushed into an insurance policy um, and then in a couple of states, there are some other alternatives, but primarily uh, that's what it is and that's how it works. Taking advantage of families, parents, grieving at the time of a loss, bilking them out of thousands of dollars. And according to this guy who says he's just a bad businessman, nearly a million dollars. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. 
Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today.